0: hey scales podcast listeners thanks for tuning in this week this is andrew bergen and i am just presenting a mini episode done by our contest report team patrick canney and colin beckford about the japan open yo-yo contest that took place on november 26th and november 27th next week we'll be back with another one of our standard bi-weekly episodes but for now enjoy this very special mini episode
1: Hi, it's Patrick Canney and Colin Beckford here with the Scales Podcast. And on today's quick contest wrap-up mini-sode, we're going to be talking to you a little bit about Japan Open yo-yo contest results. Uh, Colin's going to explain a little bit about the contest to start.
0: So this year was actually the first year of Japan Open, and it was organized by Hiroyuki Suzuki, Kengo Kido, and Takahasegawa. And it was held in Tokyo, Japan at Haneda Airport on November 26th and
1: 27th. Yeah, and they actually used a little bit of a different judging system for Japan Open uh, that hasn't really been used with the IYAF before. They used a uh, 70% tech, 30% eval system with uh, three categories of evals. So the three categories this time were cleanliness, choreography, and overall presentation. Uh, versus the IYYF competition, which is 60% tech, 40% evaluation with eight categories. Um, I think like the Japan Open format is like kind of interesting just because they sort of wrap a lot of things into like that overall presentation category. So it would be interesting to see if more contests
0: adapt that. Yeah, I agree because when I was reading the rules on the website, actually, they seemed to kind of group multiple standard IYYF categories into each category for Japan Open. And I wonder how that affected the outcome of results, or if it did at all.
1: Yeah, for sure. So to get into those results a little bit, um, we're going to talk about the top three in each division. So for 1A or single string, first place was Yamato Murata for something. Uh, Really clean freestyle, like true to form, uh, super awesome. Uh, Second place was Hirotaka Akiba. Uh, the chopsticks gorilla, according to Chang, the announcer, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, his his freestyle was awesome as well. Uh, definitely like one of like the flowiest players in like an up and coming. Well, not really up and coming, but like his, his results in Japan have been amazing so far this year. And then third place was Iori Yamaki making his return to the stage after like a year hiatus. So cool to see him back in competition.
0: I agree. And for the two way division. The 2A legend Shinji Saito came out on top, competing with the Duncan Hornet. Second place was Toshiaki Onoma, a old-school 2A player actually using the LP by something. And third place was actually, by surprise, an up-and-coming 2A player, Akira Kato, who competed with the Loop 1080. And it was really interesting to see the outcome of 2A, because going into the contest, I think, or I was expecting that Arata Imai would, like, Come out on top and like destroy, but Mm -hmm. sadly he didn't really hit his freestyle as well, so the results were slightly different than what I expected them to be.
1: Yeah, so then moving on to the double string or like three A category, continuing his continuing his three A dominance was Hajime Miura with another amazing freestyle. He hit like some of like the craziest tricks like ever seen with three A yo-yos like in the freestyle, and it's cool to see what he'll be doing in twenty seventeen. Second place was Takumi Yasumoto. And in third was Minato Furuta. Um, so an interesting like three A top three, but Hajime seems like almost untouchable when it comes to three A nowadays. So see if anyone, see if anyone, I'll be interested to see if anyone can like come close in twenty seventeen.
0: For sure, for the offspring category or for a the champion was actually the heavy underdog Koyo Hashimoto representing Japan Technology. Second place was. A uh, very seasoned four A veteran Tsubasa Onishi, who still has, like, in my opinion, some of the most crazy tricks of all time. Yeah. And third place was Yuki Uchida, who's a relatively new uprising four A player. This year he placed fourth at Japan Nationals and Worlds, so I'm really like interested to see how he does in the future.
1: And then yeah, four A results were pretty cool. I I like didn't expect Koyo at all, so <laughs> it was awesome Me to too. see a <laughs> new player to come out on top.
0: Yeah, and then for the counterweight 5A division, first place was Sora Ishikawa, who is a multi-time world's top three finisher, has like some very, probably the most interesting 3A tricks in my opinion, like very unorthodox style. Second place was Hideo Ishida, and third place was Noyo Takeuchi, both of which were very solid players as well.
1: Yeah, so those are kind of what we're looking at when it comes to the, just the results of Japan Open. So what we wanted to do is actually give like some of our takeaways from the contest and like what people can, I guess, learn from the contest and look forward to more in twenty seventeen. So Colin's gonna start us off.
0: So in my opinion, one of like my most favorite outcomes of the competition was seeing Hirotaka su- succeed and place second. I I've been watching Yoyo for like years now, and it's just awesome to see that like he's been steadily like uprising and he's like finally gotten to this like point to where he's top tier. And I think that with this like contest showing that he's a contender for top three at JN next year and hopefully higher in the future. Yeah. Second off, I thought Akira Kato's two way was extremely impressive as well. I hadn't known about him for a little bit, but I was kind of surprised given how he'd done in the past. But I guess like that shows how things fall into place when other people don't do as well. And He's also going to heavily improve as well, I think, especially due to how young he is. I think he's maybe 14 years old, Mm -hmm. so he for sure has, like, a super bright future. Yeah. And I was also super hyped, of course, that Koyo came out on top of his underdog, Duan Fore. He really stepped it up for Japan Open, and his freestyle really shows that Kleinus really does go far. And I think that's something that everyone can learn from, that one of the most important values in your yo-yong should always be cleanliness and how content you are with how you can hit your tricks on stage
1: yeah I would agree with that um I was really surprised by Koyo as well and I think that by doing so well at Japan Open he really like solidifies his position as a top contender for Japan Nationals um his freestyle was like I don't know it was it was really really clean like Colin was saying and I think that it was awesome to see like a new player come up and like do so well Um, I guess like in addition to that I thought that iori's freestyle was like really interesting uh just because like his new style of doing tricks is sort of ambitious to me um i could have seen him just like coming back after like his year hiatus and doing you know like another like super fast like extremely aggressive freestyle like he's accustomed to and like we're accustomed to seeing um but instead he did something that was a little bit different paced Uh, i don't know if it was like slower or anything like that like he did like
0: fewer tricks it seemed but yeah i noticed that too
1: yeah it, it makes me wonder like can Iori, like, still be, like, competitive in 2017? Like, I kind of think he needs to, like, mix some of, like, the old with the new and, like, become, like, more balanced. Like, I don't know. What, what
0: did what did you think about Iori? I think the same thing that maybe balances, like, the approach that I'm expecting him to take. But yeah. But it's kind of hard to tell. Maybe this was just an experiment for him. But we'll Yeah.
1: See. Yeah, definitely. He did, He definitely did some, like, really incredible tricks. Like, he had, like, a regen combo in his freestyle that was, like, amazing. So... Really awesome and then sort of going off of that um, I think the biggest takeaway that I had from Japan open was that 1a is definitely still the most competitive division I think um, the JN title like really seems like a toss up to me just because like you have so many players who have extremely high skill levels and like unique styles and things like that that there's you can't really like pick a front runner um, and I think it'll be awesome to see the regionals coming up here to see how you know who comes out on top in the regionals and like who gets final seeds for Japan Nationals and like how that's going to work out like will like yusuke defend his title or not like we don't really know at this point so yeah i don't know i i'm just like really excited i'm like for i'm happy for like the future of yoyo in japan
0: me too it's really awesome to see just like how insanely fast yoyo is progressing yeah for sure it's almost like kind of scary to me about yeah. like how far it's whack. become.
1: Yeah, because I mean you have like it's cool because like in Japan you see people who are all like at like very like similar skill level all just like battling it out for the title and it's cool, cool to see.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think over time that margin will get like thinner and thinner.
1: Yeah, definitely. Alright. So just to wrap things up um, we're really excited to see like what Japan Open is going to do in the future. It was an awesome setup um and in like the bottom of this podcast like the description we're going to to link japan open website some of the freestyles and the iyyf rules so you can sort of like compare and contrast the japan open format to the iyyf format if you want to so yeah thanks for tuning in thank you peace out
0: peace thanks everyone for listening to this podcast and we will see you next week Be sure to subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, and iTunes. You'll hear from us again very soon, and we're looking forward to having you again. Thank you very much.